What's up, fit pros? Welcome to the Fitness Business Blueprint podcast. Now, this is going to be very different to most podcasts that you're used to listening to. That's because this is going to be what I call the quick and dirty podcast. There's no intro music, there's no fancy editing. If I make mistakes, if I stutter, we're just going to roll and keep going. So, I just want to make this pure audio content for you that is going to be practical, that's going to be realistic that is based on real experience and real results of what I have done and I'm still doing in fitness businesses in the UK, Europe, and even helping fit pros do around the world. And so I just want to take a few minutes in this first intro episode to really talk about what you're going to get from this podcast and why if you are a personal trainer, bootcamp owner, or a, business, a fitness business owner of any kind, you really want to subscribe to this because the content you're going to get for free in this podcast, I guarantee you is going to be more valuable than the whatever, you know, multi-thousand dollar online marketing course you might be duped into buying. So I want to talk about one thing first of all, the most important, important principle for succeeding in your fitness business. And I know this based on uh, starting multiple fitness businesses, having big failures, uh, and launching high six-figure businesses, uh, and helping gym owners around the world do that. And also right now, I co-run facilities, outdoor boot camps, and even online coaching training as well, and a number of um, fitness weight loss transformation seminars. And so, what I'm coming, what I'm telling you now is coming from real wisdom and real experience. It's not just made up. It's not theory or fluff. This is the real stuff that a lot of people don't want to talk about. But I want to first talk about the number one thing, the number one thing I see fitness pros struggling with and that I struggled with for many years. See, for a long time, I couldn't make more than £4,000 a month. I was kind of stuck at that level because if you look around, if you ask any fit pro, the number one thing that stops them is what we call the subconscious narrative or the story in your head. That's the number one thing stopping you getting from the next level of where you want to be right now. It really is. It's just that. It is just the story. Uh, A narrative or a story is something that isn't necessarily true. It usually isn't objectively true, but you've told yourself or somebody else has told you this story so many times, you now take it for granted as a truth. And the real deadly thing about this is these beliefs get embedded into our mind and they affect, they not even affect, they control the day-to-day, moment-by-moment decisions you make in your fitness business. So you have a story, you have a particular story. If you're not where you want to be in terms of business or success or fulfillment, however you define it, if you're not there right now, and if you're not even feeling content and happy and excited about the journey you're on, that, you know, if you feel like you're happy and you're excited and everything is going great and you're heading quickly and, and smoothly and effortlessly towards your final outcome, then you're okay. But if you're not in that place, 
if the day-to-day -day work feels like a grind or a slog, or there's any level of frustration or confusion, then this is, I'm about to reveal what the challenge is for you. And I know because I went through it myself. So the challenge is, and I've dealt with this and I'm seeing this in hundreds and hundreds of fitness business owners around the world. It's the same thing every time, the subconscious narrative. So you have a story that's playing on repeat in your mind that holds you stuck where you are. And what happens is, this is really interesting, are, it's like we have one subconscious, deep, deep, big belief or a big story. This would be like the bed of the ocean. And then what happens is you get smaller beliefs which kind of break off of that big one and float at the surface of the water. And the little beliefs are all covering for the big belief. So what that means is this. What, and what happens is and we start looking everywhere for tactics. Okay, and what ha you, you jump from tactic to tactic or mentor to mentor or marketing program to marketing program. And if you've found yourself really jumping around, looking at all these tactics. The problem is this. You get information, you've heard information before, but it's not working out. And so what I found, because I went through this, this was me at one point, I realized that my beliefs, my, my story, my narrative was stopping me from implementing the information I'd been given by coaches, mentors, programs that I'd paid for. Or even not pay, or even got for free, like this podcast. And what I'd find was, I would do one of three things. I would be given a recipe, or I would be given a strategy by a coach or a mentor or a program to go and grow my business, to go and get more clients, to, to go and fix my finances. And I would do one of three things. And have a check if you're doing the same things. Number one, either I would simply not implement what they gave me, I just wouldn't do it. I would be selecting what I did and I chose not to do the thing they told me. And so I could say I've been working hard, trying everything, but I didn't do the exact thing my coach told me to do. So either I wouldn't do anything at all or I would do what they told me, but I would do it in my own way. So I would do it not the way they told me to. I would make up my own Frankenstein version. Does that make sense? Or the third thing I would do is I would do what they told me. I would do it how they told me, following the template or the model or whatever it was. But I would bring a negative energy into it. I wouldn't enjoy doing it. Take, for example, a task like selling over the phone uh, or doing consults and, and, and closing clients into my packages. I would do it the way they told me to do it but I begrudged it, it was a chore, it was forced, it was a push. And that was because I would bring up a belief. I would bring up, one of my little beliefs would stem up. And a little belief would be, I don't like doing sales. I don't like hard selling people. Uh, or, you know, if I didn't do the task they gave me, my little story would be, I haven't got time to do that. Or, I'm not tracking my numbers because I hate, I'm not a numbers guy. Or if I did the strategy but not the way they told me to, my little story around that would be, 
okay, I'm doing it like this, but I'm doing it my way because people in my town won't pay that much money or people in my town won't respond that way or my audience is different or whatever story I could concoct. But later what I realized was is that all these little stories were just cover-ups for the deeper, bigger story. Now, remember earlier I told you that I was stuck at making £4,000 a month because my bigger story, when I finally went in and looked into this and looked deeply, my big narrative, do you want to know what it was? It was that in my family, traditionally, uh, my father, who was, let's say, the head of the household, he also earned £4,000 a month in his job after going to university, getting degrees, becoming an engineer and, and you know, a very esteemed job. And he was making £4,000 £4, a month or about £50,000 a year. And my belief was that whoever earns the most has the responsibility of providing the most for the family. Interesting, right? So when I got to 4,000 a month as a, a personal trainer in my young 20s who dropped out of university, who couldn't keep it together in college, who was virtually unemployable, by all standards of society, I shouldn't have made it. When I started making 4,000 pounds a month, I couldn't go further than that. I felt I deserved that much, but not a penny more. And it wasn't because of the 4,000. It was, I didn't feel I deserved more because my father didn't earn more. And it's also a question of being afraid of responsibility. That's what we're most afraid of. Most of us don't succeed in business because we're afraid of the responsibility. So we're conflicted because we want success we want the money, we want the big impact, but we also don't want it. And I'm telling you this, if you are not where you wanna be, and again, you're frustrated or unclear, or you're going in circles, or you're fed up or overwhelmed or burned out on the journey of getting there, it's because you 49% want the success, you want to change, but you 51% don't want it and you want things to stay the same because you're comfortable where you are. You're not happy, but you're comfortable. And the brain, our mind, always favors comfort over happiness. It, it, our minds are wired to prefer to be predictably unhappy than have the unpredictability of maybe being happy, right? Or, so our brains prefer us to be predictably miserable because whatever the brain can control and has security over, it will always take. Comfort, security, self-preservation is number one. Fulfillment, happiness, joy is number two to the brain. So if you're in that position, that's what's happening. You, and you've got to look at the, the foundational belief that's keeping you there. For me... It was I couldn't earn more than my, than my parents earned because, again, if I did, I felt then I would have to be the, the sole or the leading provider for my family. Now, I didn't, I didn't even live with my parents at this time, by the way. I didn't even live with them, but it just felt like if I would earn that much, I would, have an, I would be looked at differently. I feared 
they would you know expect me to to you know to pay for them for things and to help them out and i didn't feel i was up to being the leading provider and that again is just a story it's just a story in reality they weren't going to look at me that way or i wasn't expected to do anything else but we get these stories because we don't know what to expect it's a situation we've never been in before and the ego, our, the part of our mind that wants to keep things the same, not to rock the boat, will give you all these beliefs and plant these stories and horror stories and theories and what ifs to keep us from not moving. That's how the mind works. And you have to be aware of that because that's the number one thing. So mindset, the mindset of uncovering, identifying and challenging the fundamental beliefs that are keeping you stuck in place, that's number one. If you don't work on this, then nothing is gonna work for you. You've gotta understand that if you're struggling to get where you wanna get to, then it's because, once again, you 49% want things to change, but you 51% want things to stay the same. All you have to do is look at your beliefs enough, challenge them enough, and take enough action so that your brain feels comfortable uh, and actually realizes that, that taking the action and making the change and getting where you want to be is going to be the safest uh, and the most secure option for you. And it's not going to be a threat like it's made out to believe. Okay, uh, so that's mindset. The second part of this is strategy, because you need strategy to go forward. You can't just make it up and wing it as you go along. You can do, but you're going to have a very, very sensitive business that's going to be volatile and vulnerable. So it's mindset and strategy. But remember what I said earlier, when your mindset's not right, you'll find ways to sabotage the strategy. I've worked with so many fit pros and I was probably this person myself and I probably wound up and pissed off my mentors and coaches because again, I would, I would try and find the tactical answer, but they couldn't give me the tactical answer because if they did give me a solution, I'd come up with another story or my one story would manifest in a different way. My one big story would throw out a little story to cover it. So if I'm talking to a fit pro today who has this issue, they'll say to me, Justin, how do I get leads for my gym? And I'll say, let's start with Facebook ads. There's a solution. And they'll say, their story will tell them, not them, but their ego will say, the little voice will say, oh, but I don't know how to do Facebook ads. So I'll say, okay, well, here's the solution. Check out this video tutorial or find it on Google. And then another, another little story comes up. So, well, I haven't got time to do that. And I say, okay, well, here's a solution. Hire a Facebook ads manager to do it for you. Then the next story comes up. Oh, but I haven't got the money to do that. Right? And, and, and if, even if we get that sorted, if, even if I paid the money for them and gave them an ads manager, and then the leads start rolling in, then they're going to have a story about, oh, uh, I can't convert people over the phone. People won't pay those prices. Right, so, or I hate selling, or whatever it might be. So, all these hiccups and barriers along the way are just little stories which are just illusions trying to cover up and distract you from finding 
the big story. But I tell you what, if you just journal every day, this is what we do. We, we um, do expressive journaling just 10 minutes every morning uh, and just start writing what is troubling you. If you feel any resistance or any procrastination or any discomfort about anything in your business or anything that you feel you have to do, write about it and express it. If you don't like writing, then just talk about it. Okay, talk about it in yourself or, do, or talk about it on your mind, but not in a judging, dwelling kind of way, but explore it. Look at it unbiasedly and say, hmm, I'm feeling a bit of resistance. I know I need to track my finances, but I'm feeling really resistant towards it. I'm feeling like I'm procrastinating. I wonder why that could be. Here's the question to ask and write this question down. What would I have to believe is true for me to feel anything negative towards doing this thing? What would I have to believe is true for me to feel any resistance or procrastination or anything negative about the situation? This is the question that's going to help you self-coach yourself and find your way to these beliefs. And this is what every leader at a high level has to do day in, day out. This is what you're probably coaching your own clients to do when they have stories that come up around why they can't eat salads. You know, you'll see it in your clients all the time, right? They have a story about, well, I can't eat, I have to have cookies because my husband eats them or uh, I can't get rid of junk food because the kids love it or I have to drink wine on the weekend because I go out with my friends, right? All stories, you know none of these things are true. But now you know this information, you can actually help your clients with this too. And I would recommend you do that because one of the best ways for you to learn something is to actively practice and help your clients get this. So this is actually a great tool. Go back and listen to this episode again. It's a great tool to help your clients get better results and for them to learn more self-awareness. And also by doing that and doing this yourself, you are going to gain a higher level of self-awareness. When it comes to building a fitness business and being a local leader or an online leader in your niche, it's all about self-awareness. That's what mindset really boils down to. It's not positive thinking. It's not gratitude lists. It's none of those things. Those things are part of it. But ultimately, what we're doing this for is for to gain self-awareness. Where is the resistance bubbling up in me and what does it mean? What is the belief there that I have not dealt with? Because all you've got to do is identify that belief. And usually, just by being aware of it, it usually vanishes. When it's held up, when you uncover that belief that's hiding, like again, for me, it was, if I earn more than £4,000 a month, I'm going to be looked at as the, the, the main provider for my family. And that's too much responsibility for me. That was my belief. Nonsense. But once you actually become aware of it, Usually, simply holding the light of your consciousness onto that belief is enough to make it vanish. When you hold it up to the rational thinking, conscious, logical mind, you then simply ask yourself, what was I so bothered about? Why did I think that? How stupid was I? Why did I put that off for so long? It took me two minutes at the end of the day. When you learn to get out of your own way, bypass that emotion. We're not bypass it. We're not ignoring the negative emotion, but we're dealing with it. We're looking at it, 
identify the belief, challenge the belief. Uh, And challenge it simply not by getting angry, not by pumping yourself up, not by beating your chest. That's just more ego. You challenge the belief simply like that by asking, is this really true? First of all, what would I have to believe is true for me to feel this way about this particular event or person? And when you've, once you've uncovered, okay, I would have to believe this is, what's, this is what I'm afraid of. Then you can ask, okay, well, is that really absolutely true? And if you want to find out more about this kind of um, technique, I would definitely recommend uh, Byron Katie and her book called The Work. That's The Work by Byron Katie. You can find her on YouTube or, or download some of her books. She has some very good, simple processes for identifying beliefs like this and quickly eradicating them. And when you do that, not only are you going to feel better as a person, you're going to achieve more in life, but then when, you, when you're aware of the mindset and then you're given the strategy, you're given the tactics and methods, you are not going to make those same mistakes as before. Before we talked about the three ways that you sabotage the tactics, even when you get them, you either don't do what you're told, you do it but not the way you were told, or you do it but you do it in a way you come at it with an energy because you're, you're trying to bypass the negative emotion and you're trying to force your way through it. And so you put that energy into the task and it's going to be expressed the other side. So for example, if you try and do a sales call, but you still have that belief that you don't like sales and sales is bad and selling is bad, then you're going to bring that energy to the sales consult and your prospect is going to feel that and they're going to feel something strange about you and they're not going to feel comfortable. So I had that belief at one point, just like most of us do, and I had to learn. I, 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 I chose, I looked at it and said, okay, why do I feel this? What would I have to believe is true for me to not like doing sales consults. And it was simply because I didn't want to take someone's money. But then I ask, is that, is that really true? How could it be the opposite? How could it, why, why could it feel good to do sales? And I finally settled upon a new belief, a new narrative, a new story that said, well, I actually love doing sales because it's me giving this person an opportunity to transform their life with my help. That's what I'm doing. I'm not, I'm not taking their money. I'm giving them an opportunity. And the value I'm giving them actually far exceeds the amount they pay me. So that's a very subjective belief. And again, it's just another story, but it's a positive story that serves the direction I want to go in. It helps me along. Nothing is objectively true or false. It's only your perception. And so if you're making this up as you go along, if you're making up the beliefs, you may as well change narratives to have a set of narrative beliefs that serve you and that go in your favor. So that's probably the first place to start. Make a big list of all these narratives, stories, beliefs, or any situations or people that make you feel resistance. And then do that work of asking, what would I have to believe is true for me to get a negative response out of this? What, am I th- what do I feel threatened by? What do I feel like I'm, is going to be threatened? What might I lose if I did this thing I'm resistant to doing? Or whatever it might be. 
And so when you do that, you're going to take on board the strategy more. You're going to implement faster. You're going to feel better doing the tasks. And you'll be a massive action taker because you'll be taking inspired action. You'll feel good about it all because you'll know how good it is to give that gift. So that's lesson number one from episode number one right here. That's what it is. Mindset plus strategy. We're going to learn a lot more mindset along this journey on this podcast. And we're going to talk about a lot more strategy, tactics. We're going to talk about Facebook ads, getting clients from Facebook, getting clients from Instagram. We're going to talk about how to find the right team members, how to find trainers, how to pay them. We're going to talk about systemizing your business. We're going to talk about scaling your business. We're going to cover all of that. But if you don't really take on board what we've talked about here today, then you're going to struggle a lot more. All right, guys, so I hope this has helped you. I hope this is enjoyable. Please share this along. Share it with any other FitPro or nutrition business owner friends you have. And if anything, drop a comment. I would love to hear your feedback from today. What was the number one thing you learned from this? What's one big takeaway? What did you think? Good, bad, or indifferent? I would love to hear your feedback, hear your comments, uh, and share this along. Hope you enjoyed that, guys. This is Justin Devonshire, and as always, you can go to www.justindevonshire.com and find out more there from our blog, or you can follow us on Facebook or on Instagram at Fitness Business Blueprint. Okay, guys, uh, I'm very excited to do this podcast for you. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your time, and I appreciate you for investing in yourself This is how I first learned to grow my business was through podcasts and audios about nine years ago. I would listen to them in my car at the time. Didn't have smartphones and things back then so much. And this is how I learned in a 30-minute car journey back and forth to the gym every day that I worked at. And I would be really absorbing this information and acting on it. And that's really what helped me get to where I am today. So I feel very fulfilled that I get to give back in this way to you and any other trainers that might be listening. Hope this has helped you and I would love to hear your comments and get to know you. So speak to you soon and I'll see you in the next episode.